I'm Kelly Kleiman. And I'm Jonathan Abarbanel. And we're the Dueling Critics. Welcome to our podcast of reviews and news about Chicago theater. And today we're talking about the world premiere of The Qualms by Bruce Norris, playing at the Steppenwolf Theater Company downstairs through August 31st. Now, if the name Bruce Norris sounds familiar, it's because this is the seventh of his plays to have its world premiere at Steppenwolf. And also, he won a Tony Award and a Pulitzer Prize last year for his play Clybourne Park. This new play, The Qualms, is set, one has to listen very closely to figure this out because the program doesn't tell you. It is set in contemporary times in a Southern California beach town. We meet four couples, Uh, three of whom are living together but unmarried, and the fourth of whom is married. And these four couples are all what they describe as polyamorous, and they are meeting for a party, which in my 1960s speak we would call a swingers party. But one of the couples, the only couple that is married, are there for the first time. These two people are newbies, wannabes at the swinging business, and in the course of the 90 minutes of the play, which really play out in real time, things do not go very well. That is the understatement of the century. What's interesting to me about The Qualms is how much it resembles the second act of Bruce Norris's Pulitzer Prize-winning Clybourne Park. I made a note of the same thing. In that second act, a couple of couples sit around insulting one another using racial and sexual stereotypes. Here we have four couples sitting around insulting each other using racial and sexual stereotypes. And because one couple, and particularly the husband, is so uncomfortable with the situation, that husband becomes the butt of all of the groupthink and rage and hatred in the group so that the whole thing comes out to be like Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice meet Lord of the Flies. This guy is just (laughs) the victim of everybody's pretense that they have no sexual inhibitions, that they are colorblind, and all of the other ways in which people delude themselves. This is the comedy of cruelty. It's simply an opportunity for playwright Bruce Norris to exercise his wit And if you like the comedy of cruelty, you will like this. I could not stand it. Okay, Kelly, I disagree with you that this is an opportunity for Bruce Norris to exercise his wit and that it's about nothing else. This is a play about sex, ostensibly, which, of course, is not at all sexy or even very sexual. The people sit around discussing once you get through the sex thing, they're really talking about the nature of relationship, Commitment, honesty, the nature of society values. Ultimately, the character who is kind of like the negative bull in the china shop, the conservative, is Chris, comes out in favor of the notion that sex detached from affection, the physicality detached from the heart, is one, meaningless, and two, detracts from the status of human beings. It lowers humanity. Whether he is right or wrong is immaterial. He's a man who cannot shut up and insults everybody. Sound familiar? 
It's interesting, though, that your perspective is that he's the one who insults everybody. He really is the victim in this play. Now, it gives you a sense of where we are as a society, that it's considered sort of radical and revolutionary and a minority position, that sex without love is not the greatest idea in the history of mankind. But, okay, let's assume that there's a subculture that requires having that explained. I'm not sure that it needs to be explained in the context of the unbelievable cruelty that is displayed on this stage. I winced the entire evening. And I understand that that was Norris's point of view, Norris's intention, and that of director Pam McKinnon. And there will be plenty of people who like the qualms. If you happen to like plays that involve humiliation and embarrassment for the protagonist or protagonists, you will love this. But for me, it's very much like what my brother said when he left the movie After Midnight, which is one of these comedies of cruelty. And he said, if you think that's funny, I'll slam your hand in a car door and that will be a riot. Kelly, you and I disagree because I do not think Chris is treated any more cruelly than he treats others. He represents a point of view. The others represent a different point of view. I think both sides have an opportunity to air their positions and their cases. He happens to be, Chris, particularly eloquent, but also particularly angry and aggressive in how he airs his point of view. The others, not quite so much, except for perhaps the the character described as the alpha male, who probably does more to attack Chris directly than anybody else. But you're Chris acting is, as though it Chris, doesn't matter that he is one and they are seven. That's coincidence. Even his wife does not support his point of view and remains, for the most part, curiously silent. So we're not going to agree on the perspective of the play. That aside, this is an ensemble piece Uh, Eight principal characters directed by Pam McKinnon, and I cannot find a moment of fault with any of the company, who I thought were an extraordinary range of character types and uh, wonderful energy and focus on stage, and speaking sometimes very difficult lines, very frank, sexually explicit lines, uh, which are probably going to make a lot of members of the audience uncomfortable just to hear discussions about things like, well, a lot of it has to do with male fears and insecurities. Since Norris, of course, is a male playwright, he understands the male perspective, is my penis too small, more than the female perspective. I agree with you that the performances are terrific, and of course, credit to director McKinnon. When everybody in an ensemble is strong, that means the director knows exactly what she's doing. I thought David Pasquese as the alpha male, the most horrible of this group of people, and Greg Stur as the goat were both exceptionally good, but that doesn't mean that there's a weak link anywhere. It's also true that Todd Rosenthal's set is excellent, as are Janice Pytel's costumes. It's a wonderful piece to look at and to listen to if you don't happen to think that any of these people are actual human beings who can be hurt. I want to make a couple of other points. First, that this is not a group of young people. All of them, I believe, are meant to be 40-something. Would you agree with that? Yes. So these are people who have been around the block. It is also surprising, one of the characters in the play makes the statement, the most important political decision you make in your life is the decision who to sleep with. 
And in some substantial measure, that is what this play is about, more than about sex or sexuality. And I also found it very, very funny. It starts calmly enough, but builds in the course of 90 minutes, the last 15 minutes or so, there are some explosive moments, explosive lines and laughter. So, Kelly, you and I split on the nature of the play. Though I, you know, I, will, I will say that it's probably the qualms, which, by the way, is headed for Broadway already. The qualms is probably not quite as substantive a play as Clybourne Park, though it covers the edge of the same coin in certain ways. What really resonated with me also is the argument voiced by David Pasquese's character about what constitutes freedom or lack of freedom for some people, and it is an absolute argument about fundamentalist societies, about dictatorial societies, totalitarian regimes. It's a libertarian argument. You know, I can do anything I want, and you can do anything you want as long as anything you want does not involve getting in the way of anything I want. Forgive me, but I do not think this is sophisticated politics. Nonetheless, the play is thought-provoking. It is extremely well done. I would just rather be on the next planet when it's being performed. The world premiere of The Qualms continues at Steppenwolf Theatre Company downstairs through August 31st. Kelly, you have a pick today. I do, and it couldn't be more different from the show at Steppenwolf. Griffin Theatre Company is presenting the Chicago premiere of a play from the 1940s called Men Should Weep. Um, This is a play written by a Scots playwright, a woman, during the 1940s and not produced very much at all anywhere in the world since then. It's about a family in grinding poverty in Glasgow during the Depression. And you could easily mistake it for a classic Irish play because there's the angry women and the feckless men and the rickets and the tuberculosis. But under the direction of ensemble member Robin Witt, this is a really moving, smart, thoughtful play about how relationships are about how relationships are either fostered or damaged by the wider society. It plays through August 10th at the Raven Theater up on North Clark Street and is absolutely worth seeing. It may be a shock to Chicago theater audiences used to 90 minutes and no intermission because this is a play that's two hours and 40 minutes long with two intermissions. An old-fashioned play, but not at all dated. In fact, it anticipates feminism by many, many Many years. An excellent piece, Men Should Weep, at Griffin Theatre. The Dueling Critics Podcast is a production of Miracle Podcasts. Remember, if it's a good podcast, it's a miracle. You can subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or go to duelingcritics.net and click subscribe by email to have us delivered to your mailbox hot and fresh every Friday morning. You can also listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter at Dueling Critters, and like us on Facebook. Most important, you can hear us on alternate Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock in the morning on 90.9 FM WDCB, where we're contributors to the arts section. I'm Kelly Kleiman. And you can read Kelly's work at HuffingtonPost.com and at ChicagoNow.com slash The Nonprofiteer. I'm Jonathan Abarbanel. 
And you can read Jonathan at WindyCityTimes.com, TheaterMania.com, and Footlights.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.